This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey gang, welcome to another superfan episode here on Gangplank Report. This week, we are OH positive because we have another Ohioan in the house. And I would like to welcome Beth from Sandusky. Hey, Beth, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. We have been trying to make this happen. I went back and looked through my messages since February. (laughs) And life has just gotten in the way. Adrian's been busy on charter. I'm so glad we finally get to talk to you. Oh, no. And this ended up being perfect because I have a lot to say yeah. about these charter guests. <laughs> well, how we started, and that was another funny thing. We started because you were commenting about Chuck and Erica. It was back then when they were on. And I think these are great guests to juxtapose against them. So it works out pretty well. Well, and it works because it's coming full circle because the next charter guest right our friends of erica's right yeah keely washburn will be on and jess is coming back on with her too i'm actually anxious to see and we'll get into that a little more but i'm anxious to see how she is on her own you guys are gonna have to help me here because i'm having a hard time remembering who these people are okay not erica's past visit but her first time on the boat when she did the girls trip by erica you mean cherica yes Yes, okay. correct. Eric Rose. Keely was the tall blonde mm. and Jess was the smaller brunette. So not boobies for Trump or whatever. No, no. This is not the girl that thought that she was everything. This is the girl that she and Jess kind of went against that girl. Got it. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I know who you're talking about. All right. But we'll get to more of that later. Right now, I want to get started with letting everybody know how you got into below deck when you got into below deck did you start from jump so i started in kate's first season okay so i started with that so season two season two yeah and i originally didn't want to watch whenever it first started because i thought you know what i'm gonna get addicted this is just gonna be another show on my roster i just i have a lot of balls in the air with all of these bravo shows here. <laughs> right. i can't get in another one mm-hmm. but i watched it and i thought oh, okay fine i'll go back and then i watched your season adrian while i was also watching kate's first season that second season and yeah i've been in ever since so all of them sailing down under og med yeah you could have like below deck lake erie i'd watch that (laughs) (laughs) 
I would watch that too, dang it. I would watch Below Deck Ohio River. <laughs> we're, we're on opposite sides of Ohio. So. <laughs> oh, can you imagine there'd be so many Midwestern accents? I know. Oh, I actually think it'd be kind of cool if they did one that was like a long delivery going up through the St. Lawrence Seaway and over to like Chicago. That would be cool. Is a very cool trip. And that would be kind of neat to do a delivery, but it would be difficult logistically. For right. Them. Yeah, I would think trying to get everybody back and forth production and all of that. Right. But it would be fun. And actually, the woman we were just talking about, Keely, is from Indianapolis. So we'll at least have a little Midwestern flair coming in for a change. True. So that'll be nice. But of all the franchises, since you watched them all, do you have a preference? So my favorite is sailing. And that seems to be a consensus with a lot of people that they love sailing. I just like it because unlike OG or med, I don't know, it doesn't seem as toxic. I mean, it's drama, but it's not toxic drama. Agreed. And I think that all goes back to Captain Glenn because that is what he puts out there into the atmosphere for his crew. So they all, that's the vibe he sets, you know, so then that's that's what his crew works off of. I would have to agree with you for the most part, unless you're the spaghetti. (laughs) Oh, I'm telling you, my favorite new line, and I'm just going to use it every day now, is I have spaghetti trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have spaghetti trauma oh. after last night. Last night, honestly, we recorded the recap earlier this morning, and we're letting you all decide on the titles. But one of the title options is Jen's favorite episode ever, because I love last night so much. It was everything for me. But going back, setting a little premise on this with Below Deck Sailing Yacht, when you did contact us about Chuck and Erica, you made a really good point about Erica choosing the Sailing Yacht franchise, you thought, because of Gwen. Can you explain that a little to Adrian? Yes. So I think that she was purposeful in choosing Sailing because she knew Captain Glenn is kind of a more laid back kind of guy. He's not going to try to make waves no pun intended. <laughs> He's not going to keel the vote too much. But if she had gone on, let's say OG with Captain Lee, he, I mean, Captain Lee couldn't even handle when someone jumped in the water when he said, right. You know, Dolores, no, you can't do yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine what he would have mm. been like with Cherica? I mean, he would have lost his marbles. He would have just completely thrown them off the boat. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't have been you know, right, wrong or otherwise, but with Captain Glenn, they knew what they were getting. Right. And I agree. And I think having the experience once and then coming back, she really knew. She really had the yep. inside take. I really do think it was her kind of come up in appearance. She wanted to get back at them for how they made her appear. Well, that backfired. Yeah, yeah <laughs> how they made her appear. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how they put it. She's definitely put it how she was fine with everything. And Chuck was playing the villain for entertainment purposes and just ridiculousness. I can't even with them. But we did a poll last week on who people thought was worse, Cherica or Dr. Nichols and company. Where would you fall there? See, that's tough for me because again, I do feel like, yes, Cherica, we're probably playing it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And since she's been in reality TV, she's cognizant of that part of it, really trying to play to the camera. Mm -hmm. So while, yes, they are a little vile, I actually think Dr. Nipples is worse. You know, most of the people agreed with you, and I was surprised by that. How about you, Adrian? Are you? 
Well, I said there wasn't an option for a tie. That's because, true. I didn't get mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So, because they would be tied. I wouldn't want any of those people on my boat. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm equally horrified, but for different reasons by all of them. Right. I do think that at least with Erica's crew, it seemed like only half of them were awful. Well, really only three of them. It was Chuck, Erica, and Erica's mom were the only really bad ones on this time around. But in Dr. Nichols' group, not a lot of other people talked, but between her and her husband, Gordo, Chris, and then Dino, it felt more like nonstop requests and entitlement and just ridiculousness. Yes, for sure. So overall for the season, what has been your take? Are you liking the season? Is it living up to expectations, living up to season two for you? It is, but it is for different reasons. Like maybe not the best reasons. Colin is just, you know, Colin's everything. Yeah. And I think he's really leaned this season into his role as the pot stir. And mm-hmm. like even last night, he had a little smirk mm-hmm. you know, on his face. And I feel like he's giving us a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. So I love that. But I have such mixed feelings about Gary because while Colin, I feel like he's leaning into his role. I feel like Gary's leaning into and just knocking everything over on his role. (laughs) Like a bull in a china shop. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I mean, and it's just, now it's kind of getting icky. Mm -hmm. You know, at first it was like, oh, Gary, you know, ha ha. But now it's feeling a little toxic. It's gone from, oh, Gary to, ooh, Gary. (laughs) Yes. Almost a little predatory in a way. Like that he just has this, idea in his mind and it will you get to Scarlet coming in but he hadn't even seen Scarlet he didn't even know anything about her he doesn't know her hopes and her dreams or fears or what her hair color is yeah yeah he's just like yep I'm gonna you know I'm gonna shag that the news yeah. do why exactly. because I can because I can yeah. and we still don't know why he can <laughs> I still need to no. know <laughs> It's so awful. In fact, the last word that I said last night as I was watching this, my husband ended up coming in and, and watching and with me, I just went, gross. And he <laughs> said, why? Because Gary was kissing her or she was kissing Gary. Said, yes. <laughs> yes. Just, all of the above. Ugh, all tie. Of it. It's a tie. We'll add tie to that poll. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. But no, last night, For me, it was the most fun because, and Adrian and I were talking about this a little this morning, we don't always get to see karma play out with all the other Bravo shows that I watch, all the other reality shows on other stations. The villain kind of gets to be the villain and you don't really see life kick them in the butt. And we really got to see both Dr. Nichols get hit with it last night and Ashley get hit with it. And it was just like the one, two happy punch that I needed. Yes, absolutely. Although I have to disagree with you a little bit on the comeuppance for Dr. Nichols and her crew. Because while we might feel like they, like karma kind of came in and kicked them, mm-hmm. they don't feel like that. True. Oh, they feel yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, she's maybe, got her yeah. comments turned off on IG. <laughs> oh, really? Well, yeah. Well, uh, but I just read something that said that she meant to, she's kind of doing the Cherica thing where, well, I was really leaning into my character and I did this because I was opening up a new dermatology center or something like that. So I went on there for this publicity and I knew what I was doing. Right. And that's her second response because her first response (sighs) was really playing it down. She did it with the Greenwich Times, I think was the first one. Our friend, former super fan, Rose Shannon, she sent me 
an article and I retweeted it on Gangplank. You'll have to check it out. But she was much more playing down that there was any problems at all and how much they love the crew and no commentary about them going to their bedroom and calling them all a-holes and complaining Mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. So I think this might be her version part two to see if this sticks against the wall once you throw it up there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. You know, for what it's worth, I think watching this season is giving us exactly what we were hoping for with Below Deck Sailing because season two was such a dynamo season. And I thought it might be really hard for them to live up to that. I thought it might be difficult for them to get to that bar again because we had such a crazy season two. Mm -hmm. I'm not disappointed at all. I'm disappointed for Gabby because we all know that we like Gabby and I'm disappointed that it didn't work out for her. I'm glad that she left when she did for her own mental well-being. But I am really excited about what's going to happen for the rest of this season, especially if karma continues to kick Ashley in the ass the way that it has been so far. (laughs) Oh gosh, that's all I can hope for. Cause yeah, I mean, if anyone is getting vindication here, it's Gabby (laughs) because she got to leave before this whole poop storm, you know, rain down and little side story here. So I love Gabby so much that my friend was on vacation in St. Thomas with her fiance. And she took a picture of Wes, a little card to show where Wes was. We're out on his boat. Like you can come and charter with him. And I said, you have to find him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not joking. Like you have to go find him. So for two days, she stalked um, Gabby and Wes for me, sending me screenshots of here. We think this is his boat. And it'd be like this little pinprick of a boat, you know, somewhere. I'm like, that's not good enough. You need to get closer. Um, <laughs> so eventually she got a picture with them. So that's I great. living my life through my friend. Yeah. You could have just cut out the middleman and contacted me and I would have put you in touch with them. <laughs> oh man, what a missed opportunity. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Could have saved her two days. <laughs> See, you're living vicariously through your friend in St. Thomas is everything I do to Adrian all the freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't ever leave my little country abode and I just let Adrian fill me in on all the cool stuff. Well, because last month I was on a boat and I was parked directly next to Heather, Heather, mm-hmm. Heather and Heather's friend. They were on a boat right next to me. So yeah. I got to see oh, them. Yeah. And she rings me up and she was like, yes, he's on a boat next to me. And I've got like 50 million people in my head, <laughs> you know, that I'd love to rattle off or guess who I'm going to lunch with. It's just like, oh my gosh, oh. your life. I want it. Living the dream. Yeah. And Gabby was there too at the same time. So she came over oh. and watched one of her episodes with me. So yeah. that was fun. So fun. So on to Ashley. <sighs> Sometimes when I watch these shows, I don't know if I'm just triggered by a certain person because of people I've known in my life or what. And so I don't keep my feet rooted in an opinion on someone so solidly that situations can't change it. But this year with Ashley, for some reason with me, I have not only dug my feet in, but I poured concrete over top of them (laughs) and then added like a layer of urethane and then stainless steel on that. Where are you with Ashley? Has it gotten progressively worse? Have you disliked her from the beginning or do you like her? That's always a possibility too. I don't 
I don't like her at all. And I keep trying to give her grace because I know she's young, Mm -hmm. but then I think, well, she's not like 16, you know, she's 25 or, you know, whatever, 23. Mm -hmm. Like there has to be a point where you start to grow up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And just this whole thing with Gary, it's just, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be that it's Gary, but just any man that she would do this with. It's like, she's basically peeing on him you know, to mark her territory. <laughs> I tweeted the exact same thing last night. I love you. I did. I love you so much. That's I mean, such an Ohio thing. <laughs> but that's exactly what she was doing. She's like, mm-hmm. and then at, they're at dinner, Garrett, 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 Garrett. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine being there and having to listen to her constantly do that? <sighs> And then just the, you know, like, I'm not a prudish person or anything, but that whole like comment that she made about the vagine, you know, yeah. like the body parts, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, do we have to do that? Right. And yeah. not only do we have to do it, but three times at dinner, it was so foul. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I just, and I know that you guys have talked about this before that what if a man had done this to a woman and can that be, can we draw a parallel to both those, but really if a man was like yeah you remember when I had sex with you you know and you don't remember ha 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 isn't that funny isn't that awesome no that that's gross right I mean that's just vile and even if Gary is playing it off and he quote-unquote you know does remember like just let it go like this this is really inappropriate it's gross it's not something you should be proud of Mm -hmm. you know that you had you know relations with someone when they don't remember and it just, it just, no, it's all bad. This is what I said to Jen earlier when we were doing a recap is imagine this in a different setting happening. Imagine you work in an office job and you go out mm-hmm. to dinner with your coworkers. I do understand that below deck is a little bit different and working on a boat and living together is a little bit different, but just imagine this in a different setting and her being in an office job and going out to dinner with her coworkers and having that same conversation. Yeah. Like unacceptable? Yes. Does everybody probably know you guys are sleeping together? Yes. Do you need to perpetually talk about anatomy at dinner with your coworkers? Definitely not. I mean, it's just the level to which that's disgusting to me. I can't even describe. Well, I also wondered if Captain Glenn had been sitting there at dinner with you, would you have talked like that too? Yeah, I don't know. Have more respect for yourself. That's a good point because I haven't seen her interact a lot around him so I don't know but I'd be curious about that if she's just that unfiltered and doesn't care what anybody thinks Mm -hmm. but she obviously cares what they think if she's trying to hammer this point home so hard so they don't think that she's lying the whole thing is very strange to me in a real life setting like Adrian was talking about she'd be getting called down to the HR office and at minimum getting a verbal warning. And it surprises me with all the trouble that Bravo's had with this, that they're not more aware. True, it's been more men with women, but you would think they would be able to see it for what it is. Right. I agree. It's just the pendulum is swinging so far back. You know, we had the whole toxic masculinity with Ashton, and but now it's just shoot the whole other way mm-hmm. and it's like why can't we all just respect each other and respect right. ourselves I mean there's enough drama that it doesn't need to be just gross and that's what I'm afraid of because 
the drama from last season was similar in some ways as far as Gary intermixing with more than one person and there being drama there. But this is definitely ramped up as far as the graphic level has gone, which makes me worried for next season. Does the next crew that gets hired on feel like they have to top this? And that's always where Bravo goes left for me, Mm -hmm. that you can't just be happy with the drama that you have. You have to create and manufacture more dramatic drama than what we've already seen. Right. And just like other reality shows, it's always those first couple seasons that are kind of the pristine ones, you know, because Mm -hmm. people don't, they don't know the game, you know, yet. So yeah, as we're getting into more and more seasons, exactly like you said, Jen, what is that going to turn into? Right. I just like the fun, campy, just the crew dealing with the guests and things like that. Like, I don't need this. I don't need to hear noises. Yes. Thank in, you. In, in cabins. <laughs> I don't need to hear noises in cabins, in bathrooms, or actually at the dinner table if somebody's snarfing up spaghetti either. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, again, my spaghetti trauma coming back to me. I'm just rocking back and forth right now. So much spaghetti trauma. <laughs> oh my goodness. I didn't know what to expect. What was your reaction to seeing? We'll go to both of them because we've kind of forgotten about Barnaby already and he's only been yeah, on for two that. episodes. You know, he's gotten overshadowed very quickly. But what was your first impression of Barnaby? Oh, poor Barnabas. <laughs> I thought that was cool last night. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, but they haven't really you delve too much into him and which is too bad because it's all get he's getting overshadowed by this mm-hmm. actually drama but yeah he seems like a nice guy and like he's you know going to fit in okay I hope so yeah he seemed pretty competent to me too he's got the humility factor we saw that a little bit in the tip meeting where he was just saying oh it was kind of a fake it till you make it he was glad Glenn thought highly of him kind of thing where he wasn't getting a big head about it. I don't even think it's a fake it till you make it because he was doing stuff without anyone having to tell him to do it. I think he like pulled the fenders in or mm-hmm. something like that or did something and no one had to tell him to do it. He just did it. Exactly. And that's what I mean. I think that he is a competent crew member and I hate that competent crew members tend to be overlooked and overshadowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems to be the way. And I think you can find a balance it doesn't have to be all drama all the time for it to be entertaining, at least not for me. Okay, so we think he's all right. So what was your first impression of Scarlett when she came on? Arkansas girl now moved out to San Diego. What was your vibe? Well, as soon as I saw her, I knew we were in for trouble because she's cute. You know, she's blonde. And so we knew Gary was just going to pounce on her like a tiger on a steak. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he did. So yeah, I think what stinks is I think that without a Gary situation there, I would really like her. But now seeing for the previews for next week, you know, that they share a little smoochy, it kind of makes me think a little bit less of her because I just want her to be there and you know do her job and have fun right? and not get ensnared, you know, in this Gary web. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit that I was partial even when they did the mid-season trailer and we saw that things were coming down the pike. I was in my head, and this is horrible to admit, 
but I was just like, oh, great. We've got a bimbo coming on board. And she's not. She's actually very smart. She's got a keen observational skill. She was seeing dynamics before they were thrown in her face and really had a good beat on them i thought for somebody who literally just walked on the boat on an off day she kind of read the room very quickly i also appreciate the fact that she just disregarded the fact that ashley cared whether she was flirting with gary or not yeah that was nice (laughs) you know what i mean like she acknowledged the fact that there i mean especially after Ashley screamed at the table. He put his P in my V a multitude of times. Even after that, she was just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. And the fact that they were still having a flirtatious conversation while Ashley was doing that just tells me one, she gives zero Fs Mm -hmm. about that. And she's just like, all right, this chip's obnoxious and I'm enjoying myself and I'm just going to keep doing that. Right. Yeah. And Ashley did not make it easy for her. Not whatsoever. She really landed on her with both feet. Even before she got on the boat, she was being sassy about how she was going to be with her. And she was really, like you said this morning, Adrian, very surreptitiously finding things out about her and her past experience. So she could use that to her advantage with Daisy. And it doesn't seem to be phasing Scarlet. And if it doesn't, more power to her. Because I don't know that I could be that chill about the whole thing. Agreed. But why does it have to be with Gary? Yeah, I think because Colin's taken. And based on rumor mills, at some point in the season, Marcos was taken off screen. So it might be a numbers game. I don't know. Like the same thing with Kelsey. Why she doesn't have a romantic interest is she's just got standards. <laughs> so, True. Yeah. She's busy flossing her, her teeth with her, her hair. Teeth yeah. with her hair. That's so gnarly. I still, somebody asked me if she had Hika because oh. she likes the taste of dirt and she flosses her teeth with her hair. And I was just like, I just think she's quirky. You know, I don't think it's any deeper than that. I just think that she's goofy and you have to give them credit as far as editing goes they give her great one-liner moments that are total non-sequiturs to anything that's happening on the boat they'll just slam her in there with something weird every week and I love it yeah when Gary told her that her hair looked nice and she said thanks I brushed it yeah like, oh, I say that, that I say that all the time and my students are like your hair looks really nice today I'm like oh thanks brushed it and then (laughs) yep (laughs) exactly so what are your hopes for the rest of the season do you have things you want to see happen so this is going to sound bad but I like the direction though that Daisy's going with hopefully making both Scarlett and Ashley juniors and Mm -hmm. to try to keep Ashley humble but I think there needs to be and when I say this is sounds bad, I, I was going to say it sounds great so far. Yeah, no, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. But there needs to be some sort of blow up mm-hmm. or at least a hearty disagreement yeah. between Daisy and Ashley, because Ashley just, she's like a you know a little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and what do you think about second stew? Second stew? Second stew? Mm-hmm. You know, just like how she did a dinner with Gary, trying to get Gary's attention mm-hmm. that she's not going to learn until Daisy really puts her foot down. Right. And Daisy really hasn't done that. Right. I was wondering if where they cut it off this week, if we don't get a little taste of that at the beginning of next week's episode, because when Daisy did tell her until you learn the difference between working as a team or seeing it as a hierarchy, that's how it's going to stay. 
Ashley, even though it was a little quiet voice, she said, but I have more experience than her. (laughs) She's like three charters of experience more than her. Like, calm down. Right, exactly. I would like to see the junior thing last for a little bit. My dream would be for Scarlett to just like come straight out of the gate and become super stew, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and vault right over Ashley. I don't think I'm going to be rewarded like that. I've gotten a lot of good moments already. I don't think the universe is going to be that kind, but we'll have to see. I don't know what to think about the Scarlet and Gary thing. I don't know that I want it to work, but I also am not opposed to the idea of Gary settling down and not being such a hound. You know what I mean? He's not going to settle down. Oh, honey, it's a boatman's. It won't last. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, Paget and Sierra lasted for a while, so you never know. True. But you guys are probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start crocheting baby blankets yet. Yeah, okay. no, no, I'm not gonna. Nope, I won't. But anyway, I really, really appreciate you coming on. I love having another perspective. I love having another Ohio gal here. Of course, anytime. I'm glad we finally got to schedule it in and got to talk to you. I hope you keep in touch with us. Keep giving us your feedback. I talk to super fans every week still from months ago. Even I talk to five or six of them today, just because of last night's episode, I was getting all of their feedback coming in. And I love to hear your thoughts well after you've left this. So make sure you stay in touch with us. Everybody be sure and rate review and subscribe to us on Apple podcasts. If you could, that helps us out a lot. And we will catch you next week for the recap of episode 13. Thanks everybody. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties. <laughs> <laughs>